ay, ay, ay. Hola, cariño. Hola, amor. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. We are together. Together. together What um what's that Janet Jackson song? Oh God. Uh she says uh, Everywhere I, I go, go, every smile I see, I know you are there, shining down on me. We know word for word, word for word. Well, together again <laughs> yeah. is what classic. It's a great song. It's a great, great song. song. Great album. Um, Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> good. It's weird having you in my face. It is weird. You're, she's in my face. <laughs> in my face. Not even like when we usually record when I'm here with you. We uh, usually do it in the closet. Yes. But because we're ever, so everybody knows we're recording, we're filming this for the Patreon, mm -hmm. and so we decided to maybe go out into the living room and this is really weird <laughs> yeah i have not recorded in the living room in ages i need the constriction of la paredes del closet i need like clothes around me yeah it's also, like also it's good for sound and stuff but here que we se are. Llama the, it's like a gravity gravity blanket yeah like a weighted, weighted blanket. blanket weighted blanket yeah but instead like, it's like for our anxiety we need to be all like taut and tight correcto yeah, but here we are in the open. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the openness, we're doing our best with it. Um, yes. So I have some stuff to talk about, about Francesca. When I was listening to the episode of Francesca, as we were doing some edits. Great episode, by the way. Great episode. Fun, really fun. fun. mystery. Yeah. But I was like, yo creo que al entendí algo finalmente. So, okay. I think que la witness, la señora. Yes. That maybe she was Visconti's sister. Visconti is the man in the wheelchair. Yes, correct. Okay. Or that, or that maybe the witness, La Señora, was Nina's sister. Somebody was a sibling. So cut the lesbian love story. Well, it may if, porque digo uh -huh. yo. Uh-huh. In Francesca da Rimini's story, she falls in love with her husband's brother. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. So All right. I think either there's somebody as a sibling and somebody fell in love with the, and because remember the porn and the, and the threesome yes. or whatever. And you were like, maybe it was their youth. And I was like, I don't know if it's them, but I'm like, maybe it is them. Ooh, no, I know something is funky there, Yeah, but I think sibling may be involved. It's like that golden girls episode where Sophia's like, I can't quite put my finger on it, but if I did, I'd have to wash it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Or something like that. Yes, precisely. <laughs> oh my God, totally. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. That was my thought that I okay because when I was when I was listening to the trivia part and we talk about Francesca the Rimini and her story, I was like, oh, maybe maybe there's a sibling situation. I'm so glad you mentioned that because first of all, like I said, loved the episode. But when I was listening to it, I was like, I'm still lost. Yeah, it's still pretty discombobulated. Yeah. But I think that was maybe something. Everybody else, what do you think? Yeah, please. I mean, have if you, you have not watched Francesca or listened to the episode, please give us your theories and everything. Yeah. It was a good movie. Really great movie. Yeah. But still very confusing. Oh Mind boggling. Totally. Okay. Unlike this. Unlike this, <laughs> this is so straightforward. This is truly, if it, to me, it felt 
like a, a filmed joke. Yes. Sure. Absolutely. Which I wasn't expecting. Me neither. <laughs> I was not expecting it at all. What a delight. So in the spirit of doing shorts, which we just did a, a short last week, mm-hmm. I also picked a short this week. Bless and, you. Uh, <laughs> Bless you. I mean, honestly, this week where we're like, we're doing fucking shorts. We're doing shorts. It's a great idea. We're doing shorts. <laughs> I was like, I Googled Latino horror shorts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the first thing that popped up was Guillermo del Toro's Geometria. Geometria. Our Colombian queen. It's not Geometria, telepatia, pero I can't. From the moment I saw Geometria, is the only thing I have sung. I'm also going to say, had no clue that GDT had short films. Well, apparently he has a whole bunch of them, but they haven't been re- released except for this one. Okay. And I think there's a, one other one that's been released, but this one uh, was, it came out in 1987, 1986, 1987. Uh, it was originally about eight, a little bit over eight minutes long, but then he re-released it, having judged it up for a little over six minutes and then the criterion channel or collection or both um put it in their library so we found it on the youtubes Mm -hmm. thank you everybody who pirated it but also i'm so sorry gdt sorry you're fine like you'll be fine yeah you're cool yeah but if you out there, sweet listener, have the Criterion cha- channel collection, yo no sé cómo se llama, uh, you can find it there because they, when they added Kronos to it, uh-huh. to the Criterion yeah. collection, they added this as like a, here's a fun bonus. I love it. It is a fun bonus. It is a super fun bonus. So today we're doing Geometria by uh, Guillermo del Toro from Mexico. Claro que sí. Uh, Everybody knows we love the man. Or the Mexican king. Well, Mexican yeah. king. We have covered several of his other movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, we have Espinazo el Diablo. Do we know what episode that is? This one's way back there. Oh, El Espinazo del Diablo was number 10. Damn. I'm telling you. And then we did Mimic with our good friend Ari Hager- was Haggerty. Was it Kronos before? Was it? No, yo creo que Mimic. 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 <laughs> Oh, no. Kronos was 36. Okay. Mimic. Uh, episode 82. Con Adi Haggerty. Great. Great episode. Our first guest. Our first guest. We mm-hmm. love her to death. If you don't follow her, oh my God. please do. She always... She's such a cool chick. Oh, my God. She's too cool for me. So cool. And, like, more Mexican, no one could ever be. Never. She is super Mexicana. Absolutely. And I love it. And we did... Our very first episode that we tested, it was our test episode to see, would this be a good idea? We did Pan's Labyrinth. So maybe in the future, because I have it saved in my computer somewhere, we will release that as like a fun bonus. Uh, But be prepared for bad audio and insane Probably four hours long. And these are already so long. (laughs) So long. Yeah, that was our first like trial episode. And uh, wow. Yeah. A different era. A different era, but a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Having said all that, we're going, we're doing this Guillermo del Toro short. And uh, before we get a synopsis from Jonathan Atkinson, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen in cualquier plataforma. And uh, 
let's get some titulos de terror. Very curious. So I was like wishing someone back to life. Mm-hmm. Hellraiser? Sure. Did we yeah. do Hellraiser already? I don't think so. And also there is some geometry in there with the... Um... Ah! Wow. I'm really good at I this. I mean, <laughs> the smartest queen. <laughs> so in Brazil, Hellraiser is called Hellraiser Renascido do Inferno, mm-hmm. Reborn from Hell. Oh. And uh, in Mexico, it's called either Hellraiser, uh, El Amo del Infierno, or Puerta al Infierno. El Amo del Infierno, the master of hell. Uh-huh. Mm. Y también en Uruguay se llama El Pacto. Oh. The Pact. Oh. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. What a great movie. Great movie. Love uh, so many of them. We watched all of them for. Yes, um, we did. For Over movie the pandemic. Club. Holy shit. Wow. Some of them were bad. Oh my God. Are there some Latinos in there? Because that would be fun to cover. Oh my God. I don't think so. I don't remember I that. I don't think so either. <laughs> if they are, they're like in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, there's one of them where they go to like a dance club in the 90s yes. and he like kills everyone With in there. With fucking CDs. Yes. A dream. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so let's get a synopsis for Geometria from you. Great. I love this fucking synopsis. Okay. This is the synopsis from IMDb. Here we go. A boy is tired of failing geometry, so he summons a demon. Great. <laughs> Perfect. We love it. I, we love conciseness. It. Yes. Okay, well, here we go. Geometria by the coolest dude in town, Guillermo del Toro. Our credits run, some simple credits, and a title card appears, Geometria. And then we get an intertitle that says, Basado libremente en el cuento corto de Frederick Brown. So loosely based on the short story by Frederick Brown. Lovely. Great. A woman sits on a couch. Next to her is a doll lamp that I was like, this Ooh. lamp? <laughs> yeah, which also, so... We watched this twice, clearly. Mm-hmm. We watched like the original version first and then the more concise version. I couldn't see shit Anything. in this original version. The longer so, one se veía horrible. Oh, it's such bad quality that I didn't see that baby lamp until the second one. Yeah, there's a baby lamp. Yes. Looks a lot Horrifying. like Francesca's to, uh, doll. Yes, totally. So she's sitting on this couch next to this doll lamp. Chewing on something incredibly Go like comiendo. Like, um, me um, with my um, fucking misophonia, I'm like, shut the fuck up. God damn it. So she's chewing on something and she's looking at her son's report card and she starts to reprimand him. Eres exactamente igual a tu padre. Es la tercera vez que repruebas geometría. I mean, my guy, three times you mm. failed geometry? Come on now. It's not good. Although I did horribly in math, and I, you did too. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like good up to a certain point, and then I just didn't fucking care anymore. You know Absolutely. what it was for me? It was less math. It was more when we got to physics yeah. that I was like... You were cheating off of me. I literally... That's the only test that I've cheated. My final. I cheated on my final. Sorry, señor. <laughs> Me no, maybe Ascarate. Metayer? I don't remember. It was a dude. Uno, and uno I could not understand you. a word he was saying. And I was just like, mm. Mira, señor, es que 
uh, in English. Yeah. I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm lost in this fucking class. Yeah. And it like does not compute. Oh, absolutely. Oh, have no idea. I, it was so shameful. Well, what are you going to oh, do? Fuck it. So this kid kind of like brushes her off. He's playing with this like weird fake bat. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, whatever. I'll retake the semester final whenever I need to. I don't know he about that. truly oh. doesn't give a shit. No, running out of chances. Yeah, bud. Pero la mamá le dice, it's going to take a fucking miracle as she lays down on the couch and turns on the TV. And her son goes over to stand by a, a bunch of pictures of their family. And there's one specific one where it's, I believe it's their dad dressed as a wrestler. I think he is a wrestler. Yeah. I was like, oh, his dad was a luchador. It looked like a luchador. Very He had a Mexico. little something that looked like a mask yeah. in his hand mm -hmm. and some like tidy whiteies, but not whiteies like, you know. Yeah, like the, the, the luchador like fucking shorts. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And he turns to her, this, this kid, the son, and he turns to his mom and he says that he swears this is the last time he's going to fail geometry. And he goes into his room and he closes the door. Okay. okay. On top of a bunch of monster comics Love. is an open geometry book, which then on top of that, the boy opens another book, which is just a picture of a bunch of demons. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, geometry is of the devil. So I might as well. Might as, that's the same fucking book, basically. Same book, same thing. <laughs> Evil Dead is just Absolutely. a geometry book. <laughs> So he reads from this book, Como protección a la invocación del demonio mayor. So as a, as a protection of the, the main demon, you must stand inside a pentagon drawn with your own blood. And we see this hand in the screen and a, a Gillette razor, yeah. basically. Yeah. And in the middle finger, he just slices down. Slowly. Slowly. It looks so good. Yeah, it does, especially in the cleaned up version. Exactly. Looks great. Also, I just want to point out that this visually is so colorful. It's almost tacky. Yeah. It's so 80s. Pinks and blues. Yes. Like the lighting is Blue and pink in this room. The mom's lips. The nails. <laughs> oh the nails. Yes, totally. It looks, I think, fabulous. No, it looks great. But it's yeah. so it's so colorful that you're like, huh? But it looks and so this moment, which it almost looks purpley, and as he slices his finger, it looks awesome. And you know, also like different, I guess. From like, I think of GDT as more like gothicy, mm -hmm. not really like I. The word for me was like, this looks fucking tacky in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But from what we see later, I was like, this is different. I have so much fun trivia. Oh, afterwards. I'm so excited. Yeah, I mean, the lighting is really good though, yeah. where you can see that it's how how he grew from mm -hmm, here mm -hmm. but this is great yeah but it was just like i was looking for this stuff that i recognized and it was different yeah anyway and just you wait mm -hmm. <laughs> so he slices his finger and he starts to draw this pentagon and pentagono i love how deliberate he was yes it was so slow mm -hmm. which i thought was it just made sense. Yeah. I was like, you wouldn't be like, shh, shh, shh. no, you'd have, like to really to make sure it's so slow and deliberate. And it's like a lot of fucking blood. Yeah. A lot of blood. I like that choice. It was cool. And we hear him say again through like this voiceover, 
este Pentágono será su única protección. You must stand inside this Pentagon. Back in the living room, mom is watching a GDT makeshift exorcist. This is the best fucking thing I've I, ever seen. I was like, oh my God, amazing. What a dream come true yeah. to see GDT. not only just GDT, but like the Mexican version of the exorcist. Yeah. And it is so gloopy. Gloppy, gloppy, <laughs> floppy, nasty. Like literally it's the scene where Reagan vomits yeah. on the fucking exorcist. See? And like just like. Uh, like covered in shit and the music is the same as See? well i loved this so much so good. like it was something that i never knew i needed in my life yeah. and here it is yeah, presented that. perfectly yeah <laughs> on this little like old school tv yes. and this mom like drinking a beverage watching it's awesome uh, yeah as she's watching the exorcist she hears her son yelling from his room and she goes to see and in the room standing in the pentagon He's yelling in Latin at something, it seems. And then the boy turns to his mom and he tells her, don't step on the Pentagon. It is my only protection. He is so adamant about it. Don't panic vibes. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And la mamá dice, ¿Y hay protección contra qué? She doesn't say, ¿Y hay? <laughs> his mom from Nicaragua. This Nicaraguan mom <laughs> says, <laughs> 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 protección de qué, huela gran puta. Um, so she's like, ¿Y protección contra qué? Cuando de repente, from the wall on the other side of them, in their closet, it starts to crumble, this wall. And out pops a Linda Blair-looking demon. Except like, hola, <laughs> como estás? <laughs> what does she say here, this fucking lie? She says... Está muy chico tu closet. <laughs> oh my God. And then I was like, oh, this is what we're doing here. Yeah. Your closet's too small. Your closet's too small. Side <laughs> perfection. Your I closet is too small, and I'm <laughs> Linda Blair. It's so fucking funny. Just like talking down here, though. Hey. <laughs> so this demon comes out, complaining about the closet size, and... The mom does the sign of the cross with, and this is where you really see the nails. Las uñas son, I mean, I was like, I would do the sign of the cross all the fucking time just to if be showing off like these nails. Well, it's because it's almost Las like, yes. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like black light. So the nails are popping. It looks awesome. <laughs> it looks so good. The boy is crying and crying and he tells this demon that he called them because he doesn't want to fail geometry again. And his, his dad died three months ago in an accident and he wants him back. And the demon, real casual, like, is like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and the kid's like, okay, que? Okay, está aquí. And in front of the mom, a hideous, decomposing dad appears. And this, like, one eye is popping out and it's this horrible oh it's great amazing yeah. monster and this is the zombie dad and the zombie dad takes a bite out of the mom's neck pulling this huge chunk of out of her and it's like stretchy yeah, it's like too. tendony yeah. Mm. Yeah. and then el pobre chavalo is like mama no pero we see his little feet on the Pentagon, on the ground, he's Don't like, I can't get out. I, it's mi única protección. Yeah. So he stays in his Pentagon watching his zombie dad eat his mom. 
the mom holds up her crucifix from her necklace and she's like, en el nombre de Dios y todos los santos, go back to the hell where you came from. Híjole. Pero el zombie dad is still just like munching on them tendons. <laughs> Having a great time. The demon then places his hand on the boy's shoulder and says, let's get this over with. Ahora te toca a ti. And the boy is like, excuse me, what? I haven't left my pentagon. And the demon says, mira muchachito ingrato. <laughs> I love this. The, this demon was like, okay, you ingrateful, ungrateful <laughs> little bitch. Mira muchachito ingrato. You asked me for two wishes and I granted one. Your family is reunited again, right? And we... <laughs> We see this shot of the zombie dad sitting down, chewing on a part of the mom, and the dead mom just, just like, flopped on the couch dead a happy reunion. next to him. My God, hilarious. And the demon continues, besides, your second wish was to not fail geometry, right? So I just wanted to let you know that a pentagon has five sides, and what you drew has six. Y se llama hexágono. I couldn't believe when uh, the minute he said y el pentágono que dibujaste, mm -hmm. I was like, oh shit, the yeah. kid failed geometry. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I genuinely was like, holy shit. And I feel like a fool for not being like, oh, this is going to be the twist at the Doy. end. Duh. Doy. Yeah. But here we are. But es un hexágono. <laughs> and his little demon foot, who's wearing pantuflas. Bunny slippers. <laughs> yes. Literally wearing bunny Straight slippers. Straight up pantuflas. Uh -huh. He like smears the blood like, ha ha, you stupid bitch. No protection. Pero dice, look at the bright side, bud. You're not going to fail geometry again. It's, it's true. true. <laughs> <laughs> So from behind the boy, zombie dad grabs his head like from the forehead and pulls it back, exposing the boy's neck as the demon reaches out to grab it. And the boy cries, no es justo. And the screen fades to black as the demon's voice rings out. No, no es. And we hear a horrible crunching yeah. sound. Like crunching the Crunch. throat. Crunch. Fin de la película. As a beautiful bolero plays. Gorgeous. As the credits run. What a delightful time. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I loved it. So good. <laughs> I mean, how, it, you, you know, you, you would think GDT, even at his like baby self, mm -hmm. would maybe show, I don't know, flaws i guess i mean sure. he's not perfect yeah 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 but this is this i think really shows who he's about to become absolutely i mean you can see that it's like there is a budget mm -hmm. a, a small mm -hmm. budget but he clearly makes it work and i don't know like the the colors and everything it just takes it to another level yeah. and also the way things look like there's a shot where when the zombie dad first approaches it's actually a shot of the mom mm -hmm. and you see just like the side of the zombie dad's head appear in the screen and the hair is all wispy and mm -hmm. like blowing and i was like oh that i've seen in like later gdt yeah. shit you know what i mean mm -hmm. and also i'm and also the violence 
I mean, GDT gets super. Like, there's a moment in this where the fucking zombie dad po- pokes out the mom's eye and eats the yeah, eye. Yep. Yes. And it's just like you know, he always comes with that extreme disgust. This one, this violence in this movie was more grotesque and like I'd particularly say. grotesque. Yeah, like a little over the top, mm-hmm. more like Evil Deady violence. Yes. I'll say. Whereas where you see it later, it's just like, oh my god, yeah. I don't want to fucking see that. Yeah. But still, you see it, and you're like, I can see why. Like, I can see the where he went from here. Yeah. So he oh. he's the king of finding beauty in the horrible and yeah. the the disgusting and like he really made this look like pop disgusting yes totally and also i was surprised by the comedy just because like, yeah i mean i do find his later movies clearly fantastical and like they have light elements but not really like comedic so much yeah this felt like a kid this felt yeah. like a kid having fun 80s kid yeah totally totally yeah well Great job. Thanks. A delight. Uh, shall we get into some trivia? Dive in. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is my trivia for today. First, let's talk about Frederick Brown. This is from IMDb. Frederick Brown is the writer of Naturally, the short story that this... From IMDb? Yeah. Wow. Because he did... Well, I'll tell you about, all about it right now. I'm ready. <laughs> um... So it says here, (laughs) Frederick Brown attended University of Cincinnati, Cincinnati, that's how you say that, Cincinnati, (laughs) Hanover College, Indiana, but didn't obtain a degree. Great. That's too bad. He worked in an office from 1924 to 1936 when he left to become a writer and proofreader for the Milwaukee Journal. He also started writing at this time, selling the first of over 300 short stories. Active in both science fiction and mystery fields, his first science fiction short appeared in 1941. Wow. Yeah, like a long fucking time ago. World War II. Yeah. Right? Yes, I believe so. His science fiction was noted for its humor and wit and a slickness not common in the 40s and 50s. A chronic respiratory condition forced him from the Midwest to Taos, New Mexico, and then to Tucson, Arizona. He also lived in Los Angeles submitting scripts to Alfred Hitchcock's television shows. Oh, cool. So he did like Alfred Hitchcock Presents and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And more stuff. But check him out on IMDb. You can see more stuff that that he wrote there. Wow. Now, this I found interesting because I was like, I fucking heard this. So he is credited with writing the shortest short story of all time entitled Knock, 1948. Its entirety reads, the last man on earth sat alone in a room. There was a knock at the door. (gasps) And that's it. You've heard that. No. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, oh, I know. I've heard that. Before. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's really spooky, too. Yeah. Who the fuck is knocking on my door? I'm the last man on earth, yeah. bitch. <laughs> Great TV show. Also, if you haven't seen Last Man on Earth. Oh, I remember you with telling Will me about Forte. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. So good. Right. Then I found this article from sffaudio.com which i believe believes which i believe which i <laughs> <Let's> believe <go. laughs> is a science fiction audio website so this article was released september 7th of 2011 it was written by Jesse Willis and uh actually there's a podcast at this sffaudio.com website called Hypnobob's Podcast and it says here here's here's a cute little short story with a sympathetic protagonist by the master of the short short Frederick Brown. 
Henry Blodgett is a terrible math student and knows he'll fail his upcoming geometry exam. But as a student of black magic, he may have found a way out. First published in the September 1954 issue of Beyond Fantasy Fiction. So that's cool. Yeah. There's also, I mean, you'd have to look up this uh, website, but there's a picture from the original publication. which I was like, that's very cool. So I have the short story here. I don't think I need to read it, but check it out. It's very, very short. I just need to read the end. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see here. So when the demon appears, it says here at the end of the story, the demon was consider- considerably more horrible than he had anticipated. But he, meaning uh, who's the, this guy? The boy. Henry. Yes. He, the boy Henry, mustered his courage and started to explain his dilemma. I've always been poor at geometry, he began. You're telling me, said the demon gleefully. <laughs> Smiling flames, it came for him across the chalk lines of the useless hexagram Henry had drawn by mistake in Ted, instead of the protecting pentagram. <laughs> You're telling me. You're telling me. I love that. Yeah, that's pretty fabulous. So that's just a little bit about that. Cute. And now let's go to Cinema Tropical. Cinema. 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 Puta, I will never get it. Pero Cinema is in, in Portuguese. Portuguese right. Cinema puta. ¿Cuál es? <laughs> Cinema. Cinema. Tropical.com. This, uh, this was released October 17th of 2022. So it says here, Guadalupe Gomez, who played the title role in the 1985 landmark queer movie Doña Erlinda and Her Son by Jaime Humberto Hermosillo, and who was mother of Mexican filmmaker Guillermo del Toro, died on Friday, October 14th. And uh, like I'm saying, this is 2022. This just happened. When he was uh, promoting Pinocchio. Yeah. So at this Pinocchio premiere, which I still haven't seen Pinocchio. I also haven't seen. And I hear it. I mean, he won the fucking Oscar for it. Oh, I didn't know that. For Best uh, Animated? Best Animation. He famously said at the Oscars was like, animation is film, you fucks. He didn't say you fucks. Oh, okay. He was like, it is an, it's art. Yeah. You, you consider it. It's oh, great. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, wrong. It's true. So, uh, you're he telling said me. Here, <laughs> this is, come I'm on. I'm the demon. <laughs> you're telling me. <laughs> so, GDT said at this Pinocchio premiere, I just want to say my mother just passed away and this was very special for her and me. This is not only the first time you'll see the movie. It's the first time she'll see the movie with us. Oh, my God. I know. Wow. So it says here, the pioneering Mexican comedy, Doña Erlinda and her son, tells the story of Rodolfo, a closeted doctor, and his younger paramour, Ramon, who desperately need more privacy from neighbors and Rodolfo's overbearing mother, Doña Erlinda, to carry on their affair. Mm. Have you seen this? No. I just, I, 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 we don't need to talk about this. I just wanted to mention it because to, this came out in 85. Yeah. And that's in Mexico. It's a big deal. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I just find like, I think that's quite important to mention. And also very cool that she was like, I'm going to fucking do this movie, yeah, bitch. Yeah, absolutely. Fuck, fuck all of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, that's just a little bit about her. I think you will mention a little bit, a little more. bit more. And uh, that is my trivia for today. I love it. Well, since we're talking about Guadalupe, I found an article on Infobay.com titled El Compromiso de Guillermo del Toro con el que honrará la memoria de su madre. So uh, the promise that Guillermo del Toro has made to honor the memory of his mother 
it talks about him going to this Pinocchio premiere and, you know, explaining uh, how she had just died. And he got on Twitter two days later and said, to honor my mother's memory, I will commit to continue the Animexico animation scholarship for young animators for a full decade more. So he had started this or he was sponsoring this amazing scholarship for students that were interested in uh, Master of Arts Animation in personal pers Animación de Personajes. Personalities? That's not mm, right. Mm -hmm, y Realización mm -hmm. de Cine Animado. So, like, animation, basically. I also saw that uh, on Twitter, recently, he, he said that he's going to start dedicating most of his works now to animation. That Pinocchio really changed his outlook in filmmaking and, oh. like, what he wanted to do when portray so on as we're still on gdt i found a video on youtube that i think may be attached to the criterion uh collection stuff where it's him talking about geometria and i just picked up some stuff that i thought was really cool and interesting um first of all he had about between a thousand and two thousand dollars as his budget Whoa. for this movie yeah Holy shit. And he they filmed in an office on a weekend. So it was it took two days to shoot and they did it on a weekend so that it could they could go into an office, do whatever they needed to do and get it out of there and also save money. So this movie apparently was incredibly inspired by Argento and Bava. And uh, OK. And he was like the colors they use in their horror films aren't just to be colorful. They use them specifically mm -hmm. a lot of times for sets and like for background stuff. And he said, I applied the color in my film for purely for textural reasons, mm -hmm. which I was like, whoa, cool. Yeah. Even like even back then. Yeah. Wow. This was the first time that he had used latex in his oh, monsters, okay. which was very cool. Mm -hmm. And then when he came back to uh, do the recut for it, uh, again, I, in the beginning, I said it was a little over eight minutes long. He uh, changed the music. He uh, uh, basically zhuzhed it up to make it finally. The, it, it's one of the only shorts he's finished the way that he thought that it should be finished. Okay. So... And I'm, I was like, I'm going to save this to the end. So there, the original, like the way he wanted it done was uh, a specific kind of music. He dubbed the voices in Italian for everybody himself. Wow. So I found that YouTube, like the YouTube of the short in this format that yeah. he made it the way that he wanted it. So like the mom voice is him like in a high pitched voice speaking Italian and like weird and then the boy is a different voice and the demon and, and it's, it's all in, him all and all in Italian wow yeah very I'll, I'll I'll add the link to the show description so that everybody can see it also because wow. I think it's easier for us to see it in Spanish and mm -hmm. all that stuff stuff but I think it's also really cool to see it the way that yeah. he wanted it to be made um also. The, the the original version, the really like poor quality version, yeah. 
the subtitles that I had were in English. However, underneath was in Italian. Was in Italian. Yes. The subtitles were in it covered. Uh-huh. But I was like, well, that's weird. Very weird. That's strange. Yeah. So he also says in this video, which has some great pictures of him while he's filming this thing, and mm-hmm. he is a baby. What do you know when he was born? GDT let's, born. Let's Google it. Hold on a second. Googs. Give it to me. Oh my God. He was like 20 something. He was a baby. Wow. Baby, baby, Holy baby. Shit. Yeah. Wow. So it's really cute to see him yeah. like in his little set with mm-hmm. his little glasses, no beard, just like a sweet baby. Oh my God. He was like 23. Yeah. That's crazy. And he says he considers that shot and uh, the, the short as a snapshot of youth for himself, which I think is so sweet. But the thing that I love the most about this interview is that he talks about um, these colors that he picked. And he's like, this is where he started discovering his own color palette for his films, Mm -hmm. even though he just like Bava used candy blue and saturated magenta to be those colors Mm -hmm. that we see Mm -hmm. in the lit in this short. He eventually like evolved to using his own palette, which is amber and cyan, mm-hmm. which if you see Kronos, if you see Mimic, like he uses so much amber. Yeah. Like if you listen to our Kronos episode, we talk about how the walls are, are all painted this like turquoisey color. Shape of Water is all cyan and fucking yeah. amber. Like you can see it all throughout his yeah. films. And it's so cool to hear him say like that's where he wow. started figuring out mm-hmm. his own color palette Amazing. which is wonderful so that's some fun stuff on our sweet baby boy <laughs> and finally i just loved the song that played over these credits called superstition it was so beautiful and i was like who the fuck is this i need to know so gorgeous so this song was sung a superstition was sung by luis arcaraz and uh this is a little bit about him i found this on applemusic.com great (laughs) luis arcaraz uh was born on december 5th 1910 sagittarius sagittarius in mexico city mexico uh, and he was the premier Mexican orchestra leader of the post-war era, appeal- appealing to an enormous fan base on both sides of the border with a repertoire that boasted American and Latin pop fa- favorites. He first pursued a career in bullfighting. Wow. But eventually his mother convinced him to study music and engineering. He continued his education in Spain before returning to Mexico City to accept a radio job with station XEW, singing and playing the piano to the tune of 36 cents an hour. Back in the day, baby. But the exposure nevertheless made Arcaraz a household name. And when his first big band debuted at Tampico's Teatro Palma in 1928, Ticket sales were overwhelming. Wow. And this was all from his radio? Yeah. Renown? He was renowned from the radio. Cool. While the orchestra was famed for its vast American pop songbook, Arcaraz was a prolific composer in his own right. 
penning some 200 songs during his career. Wow. Including his theme called Sombra Verde, which I love that he had a theme. Oh, wow. What would your theme be? Oh, my God. <laughs> Gay as shit. What would your theme be? Well, I like to say that if I were an MMA fighter, my song coming into the ring would be uh, Holiday by Madonna. Oh, you mean like a song somebody else wrote? Not I mean, I'm I'm not, yeah, yeah. Gay as shit. I was like, gay as shit. I guess that's a Robin song I haven't heard. <laughs> my theme. Oh, man, I had had to think about that. I thought it was like a song that I was like coming up with myself. Now I'm very embarrassed. <laughs> Gay as shit. You heard it here first. Listen, facts are facts, everybody. <laughs> so, Holiday by Madonna is a good one, though. Yeah. It's really good. So 200 songs during his career. Most were written for the Mexican film in industry with dozens of motion pictures featuring Alcaraz's scores. By the early 50s, the band claimed a large fan base in the southwestern U.S. and toured regularly throughout the decade. In 1960, Arcaraz settled in Monterrey, Mexico, establishing his own popular nightclub. Oh. Cita con Arcaraz. Stop. Isn't that great? That's the name of the nightclub? A date with Arcaraz. Amazing. See. Wow. While traveling to an appearance in Mexico City, he lost his life in an automobile accident on December 5th, 1963. Oh. Isn't that a bummer? Yeah. He died on his birthday. Oh, shit. He was born on December 5th, 1910. He died on December 5th, 1963. Oh, that's awful. He was 53 years old. Wow. Like, to the day. To the day. Wow. May he rest. May and he rest. what a beautiful song. I mean, check you, it out. You can see, you can listen to Superstition. On Spotify and literally everything Anywhere. fucking else. Mm -hmm. And that's the end of my trivia. I love it. You want to answer some questions for yeah, me? Yeah, let's answer some questions. All right, Eileen, were you scared? It was too funny to be scared. So no. I said no too. Okay, good. Doesn't mean it was bad. No, no, no. You know, I just said no. What was your best scare? I guess I'd say the zombie dad mm -hmm. taking that bite out of that mom. Mm -hmm. And also when he was like, yoink. Ew. Yeah. yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, mine was in the first one. The first one was creepier for me because I couldn't see anything. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know what anything is. And also it was just like a little bit longer. But there was a shot of like the wall or the closet in the first one, I think. That was the cut eight minute from, one yes, you mean the eight minute one that was cut from the shorter version mm -hmm. that just creeped me out because I was like, what is he looking at? I can't see what the fuck is there before fucking Linda Blair comes through. So I gave it to that because it <laughs> creeped me out. Linda Blair. Linda Blair. Uh, who was your favorite character? That's tough. I'm going to give it to the demon, Linda Blair, the demon, mm -hmm. just because he was real sassy and funny. Hilarious. What a hilarious <laughs> demon. I also gave it to Linda Blair, the demon, but I also gave it to the zombie dad because. Great zombie adorable. dad. Adorable. Totally. What was your best line? Está muy chico tu closet. I love that. As like, I'm exploding out of the wall. I'm just going to let you know your closet's too fucking small, dude. I was. <laughs> Cooped up in there. You're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> you what? 
The same one. Está muy chico tu closet. I will give a shout out to Hexagono. Oh, oh, just because that was so funny. But the moment that fucking demon said your closet's too small, I was like, well, that's it. That's yeah. clearly it. That's the best line. Totally. What was your best death? The mom, I guess. Yeah. It was horrible. <sighs> I guess I'll give a shout out to the son, too, because that neck crunching was Ooh. gnarly yeah don't even have to see it to yeah. be like oh that was fucked yeah so I also, oh. yeah i give it to the mom so you know yeah as long as we give a shout out to the son did you learn anything about the culture nah. no not about mexico mm, in general no and finally how many ooze do you give this short film i'm gonna give this short film four ooze oh i love it great I love getting this, like, to quote Guillermo, snapshot of his youth. I think it's really fun to see where people came from and their humble beginnings. And uh, this isn't particularly humble, but it is a lovely beginning. Thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty humble. But like... When you're trying to make a movie? Wow. But it looks... And by I mean humble, I mean it doesn't even look that... It doesn't look bad. It looks no. It looks great. It looks great. And what he so, did for a thousand dollars. Yeah. Damn. So I just love that you can always see his heart and that he's like really passionate about his shit, man. And I love that he's like, "Mom, be in my movie." I love That's that. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So um, and just I don't know. I fucking love that guy, and I think he's such an amazing filmmaker, and I really like that we get. That somewhere out there we can see his, the way he began. His youth. Yeah. Yeah. The and history. It's, and it looks cool. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. And it's six minutes long. A dream. For boys for me. <laughs> I give it three and a half. Very funny. Unexpected. Loved the Mexican exorcist vibes that yeah. were thrown in there. Loved the mom, like the quote unquote tackiness that I mentioned. I just think it's great. Um, sure, three and a half. It's a good time. Yeah. Watch it. It's out there. It's, it feels very classic. Yeah, so. it's great. You Loved gotta it. see. Watch it. Amazing. Well, let's get on out of here because uh, I think I drew my hexagon wrong. No, well, I can't help you. Pentagon? Pentagon. Shit. Pentagram? I'm not, I listen. Something. Wrong guy. Not me. It's only three sides. I'm not the one who can help you. (laughs) Great. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate every single one of you staying in our teeny tiny closet, even though today we didn't record in a closet. Nope. We were literally bursting out like our demon. My closet is too small. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen in cualquier plataforma. Follow us on our redes sociales at Wikiror on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. You can find all of our movies on our link tree, linktr.ee slash Wikiror. Send us an email about how much you love Guillermo del Toro at Wikiror at gmail.com. Join our Patreon. Hey. Uh, we are doing things there like this that we are doing today. <laughs> and we love you for being here. And we'd love if you join us listeners out in the world. Thank you to Sonoro for being the zombie dad that takes a bite out of our necks. Oh, my tendons. They're so stretchy. You can follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as well. And Johnny, if I were to make a short film, I would also light you.
extravagant magenta and candy blue because I think it looks pretty gay. <laughs> gay as shit. Gay as shit. <laughs> as long as my nails pop. Yeah. I fucking love you. I fucking love you too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Uy, qué horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla, Karina Riverol. Escuche Uy, qué horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adiós. Adiós. Sonoro. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.